0: Hello, I'm Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm recording this on Wednesday, March 8, 2023. Welcome back to another audio commentary as I continue going through the newest season of Bungo Stray Dogs. Last time we looked at Season 4, Episode 9 of Bungo Stray Dogs, Episode 46 overall. Today we're doing audio commentary for Season 4, Episode 10, Episode 47 overall titled in lament of my wingless body these audio commentaries are available after the newest boongo straight dogs episode airs that being on wednesday for any patrons at the five dollar tier at patreon.com slash s mcgrath And then these commentaries are made public and free starting the Tuesday after to watch on YouTube or listen via the podcast RSS link in the description. There is also a spoiler warning for all of Bungo Stray Dogs, and I do mean all of it up to chapter 106 of the Bungo Stray Dogs manga. There are also minor spoilers about Fomel Alchemist, Jujutsu Kaisen, and My Hero Academia. Oh and spoilers for the Archie comics on the Hedgehog series as well. There is also a content warning for this episode due to a lot of blood and death. And I should also warn you, I am going to spoil who the fifth Hunting Dog member is even before the audio commentary starts proper and also while watching the episodes running, I just keep spoiling the heck out of who the fifth Hunting Dog member is my advice watch this episode on your own today without this audio commentary then if you want go re-watch the episode this time with my audio commentary so you can hear me discuss all that awaits you in any case while we're getting started you can go ahead and pull up episode 47 on crunchyroll pause it at the beginning then when i get to around the 18 minutes zero seconds marker in the audio commentary You can unpause and watch along with my audio commentary. Before we jump into today's audio commentary, let's catch up a bit on what is happening in Bungo Stray Dogs overall, as well as some corrections to the previous audio commentary. Chapter 106 of the manga has come out, I'm going to withhold remarks about that chapter for right now. We haven't even gone Akutagawa, Aya, and Bram Stoker in this season, despite their appearances prominently in the opening title sequence. So maybe after we see them, then I can bring up more about Chapter 106. Given that Akutagawa, Aya, Bram Stoker, all three of them play such a huge part in this new chapter, Chapter 106... Maybe it'd be better to wait until we see him in the anime to really get into what's in this chapter. Plus, if I start talking about chapter 106, I'm going to have to talk about Dazai and Sigma, and I would just end up complaining about pacing and spoiling stuff before we even get to see Sigma in the anime itself. So, I'll return to chapter 106 another time. In other news kadokawa announced on tuesday march 7 2023 that they will have a future announcement coming up at a Bungo stray dogs exhibition they are holding at the ej anime museum if i had to guess the announcement's probably going to be part two of this current season since the opening title sequence is already getting to stuff that i don't think studio bones is going to be able to animate in just a 12 or 13 episode season or maybe even a 26 episode season but we'll see if there's an announcement at the ej anime museum about more episodes coming soon i also want to give a personal update I had a chance to rewatch season 4 episode 6 yesterday, this time watching it with a friend who has some knowledge of what comes next in the manga, but not all of it, and honestly, after rewatching the episode with my friend, I think I've been too harsh on this season. I mean, I still hold to my criticisms. I don't change that part. Rather, I think my emphasis, and for lack of a better phrase, my tone, were too severe regarding how this season has turned out. What I mean is, is that my friend comes into this story mostly unfamiliar with everything, so rather than comparing what they're seeing in the anime to what happens in the manga, They're just enjoying what is unfolding, they're enjoying Gogol's arrival, seeing the aftermath of Ogri's defeat, seeing the twist of the agency members now being the ones who execute the government officials. I've never been satisfied with how I try to imagine how a larger audience responds to something. I mean, this is a challenge any writer has to anticipate. You're having to think of the myriad ways that different audience members will understand something. When I criticize Bungo Stray Dogs as an anime, I'm thinking of myself as the audience member, someone who has read the manga. But I don't think as much about those viewers who come into this anime with less knowledge of the manga and are excited to get this new story and see how it unfolds. I can't promise I'll do better in future remarks about this season, but it is something I need to think about that for how vitriolic I think I'm coming across in remarks about the anime i'm overlooking that if you came into this without knowledge of the manga is this still not only an acceptable form of entertainment but a compelling story that is keeping you at the edge of your seat given what happens with the government officials and google i think that episode worked Something like Kunikida's moments of self-doubt and then ending his part of the story with an action hero moment, I don't think works as well. I think his story, Kunikida's story, would have been better served if we had instead made that a tragic ending. That the episode ends with Kunikida's self-sacrifice, and then as the episodes continue, we see how pointless his sacrifice was given what we're gonna see happen to Yosano and the others anyway. Granted, Bungo Stray Dogs even undoes all of that unfortunately because you think, oh, Kunikida is really in bad shape, Yosano's captured and then that miraculously gets undone. It just becomes, oh, okay, Kunikida's no longer injured, Yosano is freed again, they're all back together in the agency, minus Dazai. It doesn't it feels like the series doesn't want to commit to something bad lasting that there isn't a price to pay i'm not saying kunikida losing his hands forever would have been the direction the story should go in i'm not saying yosano being executed by the government or still being their prisoner would have worked for the story but given where the manga is right now where Kunikida and Tanazaki may be captured or dead, given that Dazai and Sigma have a really good chance of being dead. Sigma and Dazai have a really good chance that they might die, given that Rampo and Fukuzawa might be stabbed to death. Given what has come previously, I don't worry about any of these deaths sticking. And if any of them do stick, then I'm going to wonder, then how, what was the point of healing Kunikita? What was the point of rescuing these characters if they were going to die at this moment instead? It doesn't come across as a satisfying ending to a character, and I mean satisfying in terms of... Is this a completion of their arc, or is this the completion of their role in this story? If Kunakita had died sacrificing himself against the hunting dogs, and then we saw it was a worthless sacrifice because they still got away with it, that would be a more compelling approach to take with his character, but not a satisfying one, and... The lack of that satisfaction may have worked better than keeping Kunikita on, lawn, only to then have him get killed later anyway. I don't quite think I'm making sense of this. If I had any shorthand example, look up Tommy Turtle. Y- yeah, I know that's the character's name from the Archie Comics on the Hedgehog line. In terms of a, how long do you keep a character around before you get them a satisfying ending? And I think about that with regards as well to, without getting into spoilers, look how many anime and manga either could have been better or worse if you had not killed off a character. So, again, not wanting to spoil certain things, but think of Full Alchemist, Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia. If you had let a character live instead of killing them off, how would that ruin the story or alternatively how cheap was it to kill that character when that character should have still existed because they had so much potential to offer to the story especially when we had to now worry were you getting rid of this character because they're from a marginalized group and getting rid of a character from a marginalized group is to help the main character typically a cishet coded male character Was this all a fridging to motivate their story at the cost of marginalized people, who rarely get the spotlight and get to have their own complete story, or is that itself undermining the point of letting a marginalized character be a real character, and that includes the potential for them dying? But that's all a bit of a diatribe, so I'm getting off topic and better get back to the script, including talking about what I got wrong in the previous audio commentary. For example, one mistake I made, I didn't emphasize enough that, indeed, if you go back to the manga, you'll see Yosano was pretty much the only military nurse shown in those chapters, whereas in the anime, we do see a few other nurses tending to patients on the same ship Yosano is on, so kind of makes you wonder what happens to those nurses. I've had friends come up with ideas, and given that this is and Ball stationed on that same ship with them, you can imagine how bleak those stories get. Another mistake I made. In the last audio commentary, I had said Yosano had the wrong job, when she didn't. I had said she worked in a stationery store and that the anime got Ron. No, both the anime and the manga are correct. She worked at a confectionery store, aka a candy store. So, confectionery, stationery, my mind screwed that up. Another mistake I made I misremembered and thought the manga showed Yosano blowing up her own ship when, actually, just as in the anime, in the manga, She's only recounting what was told to her. She says her memory is fuzzy and that she was told she tried to blow out the ship, but she doesn't actually remember that. Now, the manga hasn't gone around to elaborating on this story detail, and in my opinion, that's a pretty significant story detail to just leave to believing what Yosano said. I wouldn't be surprised if a later chapter returns to this detail, and suggests that there's a reason Yosano doesn't remember this, and it's because she didn't actually do it. What if Yosano was framed for something she didn't do, so that the government could lock her up and keep her quiet about all the war crimes Mori committed? But then, you may ask, well, Mori was the one who committed those crimes, why wasn't it Mori who locked her up to keep her quiet so she wouldn't reveal the crimes he committed? It's not a bad idea, but it doesn't work for at least two reasons. First off, when we see where Mori is after the war, he's not in a good position. He's a back alley surgeon who has to manipulate his way into the port mafia. He doesn't have the resources in order to keep Yosano locked up. And second, that's ignoring the text itself. We can see that Mori was the one trying to locate her and kidnap her. The text is already telling us he didn't know where Yosano was after the war. So, why would he have been the one to keep her quiet if he needed her and had to spend three years hunting her down to get her back? And one last error I'm going to address from the previous audio commentary. I neglected to add an audio spoiler warning that I was going to spoil the endings of Fire Force and Soul Eater. I regret failing to add that spoiler warning. I regret my errors and I apologize and I will try to do better in today's audio commentary. Moving on to today's episode, what have I actually seen so far of it? I saw the Kadokawa teaser trailer released Monday, March 6th, 2023, in that teaser we see the Black Lizards had their work cut out for them, protecting Yosano, we see some entity who has the same piece of metal that Soldier used to count the number of resurrections, and we see Yosano ready to throw fist. which, yeah, that's just an iconic image there, isn't it? and i'm just gonna go ahead and rip the bandage off of this to spoil something because uh yeah this is future me now interrupting past me to say getting into this audio commentary i'm just gonna spoil who the fit hunting dog member is so yeah what i'm gonna do is take a few seconds to say if you don't want this spoiled for you before getting into the episode turn off this audio commentary watch the entire episode by yourself then if you're interested in what I had to say you can come back watch the episode again now with my audio commentary and enjoy it that way so I'm going to give you a few seconds I'll do a countdown going five four three two one and then I'll just say who the fifth hunting dog is okay five four three two one the fifth hunting dog member is Tachihara and as you watch today's episode, you're going to see that be more and more apparent just given how much Tachihara is using metal throughout the episode, the stuff he's pushing around, the fact he's the one saying not the bomb, the one that he's so adamant about killing the agency member, the fact that we get him giving the monologue about I have an older brother, the fact that he's the one who says I was recruited by a group and you're made to think it's support mafia when actually it's the hunting dogs, I, in this audio commentary, just fully spoil it because I really can't talk about the episode, having just watched it and now recording this after watching it by editing it to be at the beginning of my audio commentary here. I can't talk about this episode and not just be like, yeah, it's Sachihara, you can see it's set up, you gotta pay attention to all the little bits of foreshadowing as you're watching today. So... I'll just leave it at that. That's my additional spoiler warning from Future Me. Now, on to Past Me to continue with today's preamble. So, with all of that out of the way, let's jump into what is going to be probably more depressing viewing as we see just how far Yosano is going to fall. We begin this live reaction, audio commentary to the newest Boom Go Stray Dogs episode, that being episode 47 overall, season 4, episode 10, titled In Lament of My Wingless Body. I have today's episode pulled up and paused. You can watch this episode on the Crunchyroll website, then pause the episode before it starts. I will do a countdown, so after I finish saying 3, 2, 1, unpause... You can unpause the episode and watch along with my audio commentary. Everyone ready? Okay, starting the countdown. Three, two, one, unpause. Unpause. Unbeknownst to all. So I guess we're coming back to Atushi and Kyoka.
1: Studio Bones again
2: trying to pull in another gag. Did I was paying too
1: much attention to the subtitles. Did you see who that was behind
0: Tachihara? Yep, there it is. That jacket. Wow, they are really foreshadowing who that person that's hiding down Yosano really
2: is, or rather what that entity is. Yeah, this
1: is a bit much to have Hirotsu
2: already predict this. And she is our main character.
1: The flashback's a bit much
0: too. Did you notice Fitzgerald's shadow formed the shape of a V? Does that mean
1: he's part of Decay of the Angel? No, he's not, but I'm just throwing that in as a gag. I want to go back to how it's interesting Tachihara is so adamant
0: about supporting the boss, Mori, and is so excited about killing Yosano. Kind of funny how that all works, isn't it? You can't wait, Yatsushi? Well, you're going to have to wait a while.
1: And there's Happy Kenji, and you're not going to see Happy Kenji for a bit.
2: Bye Kenji. The fact that the fifth hunting dog member oh, for
0: crying out loud. This is a Kenji-abusive season. Even
1: Kenji screams. Ugh. I'm going to need to put another content warning at the beginning of this episode.
0: The fact that this is going to be presented as, aren't the hunting dogs just so capable and smart when it's like, no, once you know who the fit hunting dog is, you're like, oh, so that's how they were able to know what the Port Mafia was up to, and get this sting operation ready. I mean, keep in mind what you heard episodes ago, Fukuchi said, we have our fifth member undercover with a certain organization. Well, if things play out as
1: they do, we're gonna find that fifth member today now, aren't we? And probably where
2: this episode will end. him in that lineup is that
1: fit hunting dog. Will Alcott have the bandages or not? Nope, still don't have the bandages. This is so weird. And, of course, the Port Mafia in the background has a looming
2: threat behind everything. Well, she is a little scratched up. Louisa Coon, huh? Thought he called her Miss Alcott. Man, we are doing so many flashbacks for the animation budget. This
1: is. I'm sure this music is from Season 1 ending, or
0: maybe somewhere in Season 2. Fitzgerald... Yeah, this is from
2: Season 2, I think. <laughs> Goofy boy. Which is also
1: bizarre, that we have this spelled out to us, Fitzgerald didn't betray them.
0: I don't know what... Yeah, keep talking, Tachi Horror. we see you. I... This is, again, I said I would try not to be so critical about all of this and treat it as a new viewer, but it is odd choices. There's that outfit we saw behind Tachihara in the
1: storefront. That's really good foreshadowing. And it lets you know who this actually is. Yeah, you should have gotten that sword out of him earlier. The animation's a little slow-paced here to not have
0: him figure that out. I do like Hirutsu just being like, I'm done here, I am going to be the only effective one in this entire cast. Why Harutsu is not a Port Mafia executive, instead
2: that Freak Mori is insulting. I know I'm exaggerating,
0: but the V-shape behind Fukuchi itself is just such a telegram to the audience who he really is. I know I'm all over the place with this. I was saying I can't be so hypercritical of this anime, I gotta look at this like I'm a new audience member who didn't read the
2: manga, but having Having
1: Fitzgerald already reveal he isn't the traitor, it's a little weird for me.
0: I think if I were to do the pacing, maybe I would have kept that mystery a bit longer and suggest, yes, the the guild was working with the governments. I don't know. I think that you should have kept that mystery going instead of already showing your hand this early to reveal that it was someone on the inside informing to the hunting dogs i would want to see that ending revealed at the end where we realize who the fifth hunting dog member is and at that moment we then reveal Fitzgerald wasn't in on this
1: and then we revealed the fifth hunting dog and realize that the mole was actually inside the
2: port mafia all along And now we're going to
1: hear complaints about the Studio Bones smile on Kenji and Tanizaki. By
0: the way, if I screw up Tanizaki and Tachihara's names throughout this, eh, I do that a lot with these two characters. They're both such side characters within their own groups. Kind of funny, then, how one of them is
2: going to get so much attention this season. I do like giving Atushi more
1: abilities and having him tap into his tiger sense here, so that's good.
2: Just to demonstrate how little
0: of the manga I understand, I didn't realize that she does end up healing Mitchell. And that's impressive that she just flat out says, "Uh, yeah, even if Cheryl betrayed us,
2: I'm going to still heal Mitchell. See, here is where you could also
1: have revealed that Cheryl was on their side all along. Oh, for
2: crying out louds! I
1: know Yosano isn't who we think of first as a fighter.
0: Go, Atushi, I'll deal with him. Ugh. Atushi is the one who could actually
2: survive this, let him do the fights.
1: Yosano's plan makes sense and shows how how
0: impulsive I am in thinking what they're going to what their goals are and how to reach them also it is still funny that Kyoka is the driver while Atushi probably isn't
2: I believe she drove in Dead Apple as well A little too coincidental to have Gein show up for
1: the save, but what can you do? Oh, and Tachihara is here. I wonder how he knew how to get
2: here. Again, with a line like this,
0: why isn't Hirotsu the one leading the Mafia? And I know it's because then your story isn't very dynamic now, is it? Also, funny that Tachihara would
1: get this warning to Hirotsu when we see what comes later, isn't it?
2: I don't know whether I consider this believable that Hirotsu didn't block it off. Uh, I know this is part of Tachihara's
0: long-term planning, but it is a little annoying that Tachihara is willing to kill Hirotsu. And yeah, I might as well just jump into the spoiler now. Tachihara is the fifth Hunting Dog member, And he just killed Hirotsu. Which, as I said at the beginning of this, how can you take death seriously when later Hirotsu's going to show up alive and well because he got healed and none of this matters? There should have just been deaths in Bungo, but they didn't want to make Tachihara so irredeemable. I can appreciate that. Funny how that metal door closed all on its own. Except it didn't, it was Tachihara who closed it. But then that's also foreshadowing
1: that Tachihara's metal ability is what did it.
2: I didn't realize we would get a flashback showing that
0: he, that your son tried to heal him. The fact that she can say all this about they know, that would make sense they would know who the, that she was the angel of death, I don't know
2: if I believe that. Oh hey, we get Gein talking. A Tokyo Sano to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Right? Yes, she is dissing you, Tachihara.
0: You haven't really done anything incredible. I have a badass older brother. I hate being compared to him. Ah, huh. Yeah. Again, if you were an anime-only viewer, all of this would be telegraphing to you who he actually is. The fact that Tachihara believes this story so much just shows how manipulative the book is or how much it fails to be. Now, it's also... Say note that Tachihara's story here isn't about then the Port Mafia recruited me, it is I got caught for a crime, then the hunting dogs found me while I was committing a crime and recruited me. And I apologize for spoiling so much of this before all of you get to it, so I'll put a warning at the beginning of this episode that you should probably watch this before. You should watch the episode without audio commentary before I reveal the Tachihara twist.
1: It's not really a sword, it's more of a knife. And see, you would know Gene can can't
0: die because we've barely done anything between her and I can't pronounce words. Akutagawa's relationship with his own sister. You can't kill off one of them that abruptly. I say that
1: with laughter given what's going to happen to Akutagawa this season as well, so well
2: I know. Reckon these two clowns?
1: Dazai saying he spent 12 hours on Google and still couldn't figure it out.
2: Yeah, it's almost like the book wrote that into creation, isn't it? A little too convenient. Darn it, I forgot that bullets are made of metal. I guess this means Tashihara had his ability augmented by the hunting dog, so... Not the most impressive anime scene of using a boat as a weapon, but gotta take it.
1: I thought Yosana was about Rompo's age, so seeing her that short, I guess she got a growth spurt after getting a much healthier diet with the port with the
2: agency. Jeez. That may not work, but psychological torture will. And it's not shaped like a lemon. And who was the one who set the bomb there? From the sword we saw earlier. I do appreciate this build up to... And there it is.
0: I do appreciate this build up to the revelation of Tachihara. I mean the music, the tone, the slow pace is all working. So, again, if I wasn't familiar with the manga, this would definitely be a, oh, shit. And there's the door opening again,
1: thanks to metal abilities and these effing snakes. I know that the Hunting
0: Dogs have fans. I am not one of them. None of them has an appealing character that I can look at and think, this is a really good character they created. They seem all superficial, shallow, I don't know. They need something more to stand out, and even what we get later, it doesn't do it for me. I, it should inspire some
1: reactions so that when you see certain hunting dogs turn on Fukuchi, it means something.
2: and making it clear who she's talking to. Same face, same hair. Which, we're going to get to this later,
0: and spoilers for more of the manga, Mori already figured out Tachihara was the spy. They did not do a good job with any of this, that's like, as soon as Ango disappears, Mori's like, "Geez, I better pay attention to know who the next spy is, and then it's obviously Tachihara, because who comes into the mafia right after Ango but Tachihara? Again, if I was an anime-only viewer, this scene would definitely get to me like, oh, wow, they just killed off Yosano. Except then you're going to have those confusing questions, thinking, yeah, and Yosano's still in the ending title sequence, so what difference does it make? Unless the next scene here where Yosano shows up is
1: edited, or unless she doesn't show up in that image of all the members. Nope, Yosano's still there.
0: See, this is going to be the struggle I have over the next couple of episodes, however main we haven't let this season. You want a death to feel like it sticks, and then the next episode, nope, it's a twist. The hunting dogs are keeping her alive so she can get an actual execution by the government, as opposed to a, what would that term be, extra-legal execution? I don't know. It... It... It's not like you get to sit here and say serialized narratives can't be cheap and tricks they pull on you with cliffhangers. Here, it's not a cliffhanger that's working for me. I already know Yosano survives, so it doesn't work. For me, anyway. Next episode, Jailbreak. So, okay, that's when we get to finally see ogre and probably Sigma and definitely Lucy and Ongo. Thank you so much for listening to this audio commentary. So, that revealed the fit Hunting Dog member. What did you think? Did you see that coming? Was it kind of obvious given how much this character has had almost zero progression throughout the series, despite having casted an actor to play him when that same actor is the singer for two of the opening theme songs? Ugh. Tachihara. Truly the Shima from Blue Exorcist of this franchise. In any case, let me know what you think about Tachihara in the comment section or send me an email, Derek.s.mcrath at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this commentary, please consider contributing at coffee.com slash Derek S. or Patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. Thanks to contributors Elec Roach, Emily Lauer, and Alexis Saran. Next time, a jailbreak. Featuring Lucy, Sigma, The Sky Casino, Ogury, and for those of you who can't stand his guts, Ongo. Next time it's episode 48, season 4, episode 11 of Boom Go Stray Dogs. You can listen to that new audio commentary Wednesday at patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. Or on Tuesday on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then,
2: I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good day. Bye.